In December, a fleet of British warships and transports carrying thousands of victorious veterans from the peninsula, and manned by sailors who had grown old in a quarter of a century's triumphant ocean warfare, anchored off the broad lagoons of the Mississippi Delta. The few American gunboats were carried after a desperate hand-to-hand struggle. The troops were landed, and on December 23rd the advance guard of 2,000 men reached the banks of the Mississippi, but ten miles below New Orleans, and there camped for the night. It seemed as if nothing had saved the Creole city from foes who had shown in the storming of many a Spanish walled town that they were as ruthless in victory as they had been terrible in battle. There were no forts to protect the place, and the militia were ill-armed and ill-trained. But the hour found the man. On the afternoon of the very day when the British reached the banks of the river, the vanguard of Andrew Jackson's Tennesseans marched into New Orleans. Clad in hunting shirts of buckskin or homespun, wearing wolfskin or coonskin caps, and carrying their long rifles on their shoulders, the wild soldiery of the backwoods tramped into the little French town. They were tall men, with sinewy frames and piercing eyes. Under old Hickory's lead they had won the bloody battle of the horseshoe band against the creeks. They had driven the Spaniards from Pensacola, and now they were eager to pit themselves against the most renowned troops of all Europe. Jackson acted with his usual fiery, hasty decision— It was absolutely necessary to get time in which to throw up some kind of breastwork or defenses for the city, and he had once resolved on a night attack against the British. As for the British, they had not thought of being molested. They did not dream of an assault from inferior numbers of undisciplined and ill-armed militia, who did not possess so much as bayonets to their guns. They kindled fire along the levees, ate their supper, and then, as the evening fell, noticed a big schooner drop down the river in ghostly silence and bring up opposite to them. Soldiers flocked to the shore, challenging the stranger, and finally fired one or two shots at her. Then suddenly a rough voice was heard. Now give it to them, for the honor of America. And a shower of shell and grape fell on the British, driving them off the levee. The stranger was an American man-o'-war schooner. The British brought up artillery to drive her off, but before they succeeded Jackson's land troops burst upon them, and a fierce, indecisive struggle followed. In the night all order was speedily lost, and the two sides fought singly or in groups in utmost confusion. Finally a fog came up and the combatants separated. Jackson drew off four or five miles and camped.